Hello world, Speranza here. This is my very first podcast that I'm recording. It's on anchor.com or I'm not sure actually what the website is, but on the anchor platform. And I think I might like this. It takes the pressure off of being video ready. You can just pop in and record at any time. I think I'm going to like this. So anyways, uh, let me look at today's date. It's September 9th, 2020, my very first recording. Um, Yeah, so stay tuned for way more exciting content. It's kind of late right now. It's like 10.27 p.m. here in Central Time. I'm in Dallas, Texas. And I'm in a relaxed mood. It's been a long day, a lot going on. And um, I was contemplating relaxation and how foreign that seems to me and feels to me sometimes because I'm just such a go-getter, right? And I'm just wondering if maybe for just a little while I can I can pause the go-getter-ish attitude if I can just relaxed for a little bit if I can just turn it off and I mean it's it's pretty late at night I've you know worked literally all day so maybe 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 it's time to just slow down a little bit it's it's very challenging for me um not that I don't have a problem or, or challenge with actually slowing the actual slowing down process so if I decide that that's what I want to do I can just relax right like here I am snapping my fingers I can just do it it's it's fun for me and it's easy um but maybe there's something here that I'm that I'm noodling that I'm thinking about um very much out loud to the whole world about why sometimes deciding to relax is so it feels unusual right um and and who knows maybe i'm maybe i'm lying to myself that i can just relax maybe if i could maybe i would do it more often Mm, that doesn't feel quite right um although you know, I love life. I love the activities of life. I love doing things. I love uh, um, just being engaged in everything that I do and everything that I that I that I that I decide to spend my time on. I mean, not all the time, not in a perfect way. Of course, I like sometimes I just, you know, I'm involved in something and I'm like, I hate it. I don't want to do it right now. But most of the time, I'm just so engaged in some sort of activity. And um, yeah, um, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't want to stop the fun of things when I'm doing a lot of fun things. It's kind of like, putting the brakes on oh that's such a good analogy maybe it's like putting the brakes on when i'm when i'm driving really fast and and i don't want to stop because it's so fun that's a nice interesting thing to to ponder so until next time this is speranza 
and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Hello world, Speranza here. So I wanted to pop in today and talk to you. And a topic that's been on my mind has been anxiety. And it's something that I've definitely been working on for a while. And, um, you know, anxiety is a funny thing because anxiety actually is just a symptom. It's a, it's, it's a mechanism that tells us, hang on, let's pay attention here. And it's, it's almost like a, a smoke signal, right? So anxiety can, can point to something, can point to, in my opinion, one of two things, right? It can point to something tangible that you really should be concerned about, that you really should be worried about. And the second thing, it's something that you think is going to happen, might happen potentially, but you don't really know whether that thing happening is going to be a bad thing or a good thing. It's all speculation, right? So let's talk about the first possibility because this sometimes is a real a real thing, right? Like you might feel anxiety about taking a specific uh, route sometimes. And I'm not sure what just happened. Um, if I hit something, and anyways, um, if if you don't know if if let's say the first possibility where you're anxious about something that you should be anxious about, for example, taking a specific road when you're driving somewhere, it could be that you're either avoiding an accident or there is an accident or something. You know, your your senses, your body, your your beingness senses that. I should be concerned about doing X, Y, Z, and a real threat is a potential there, right? Another example that I've heard that I really like is, is this a bear coming out of the woods towards you? In that case, you really should feel anxiety. You should should feel concerned. You should feel worried because especially if you, if you don't know how to deal with bears. I mean, regardless, if, if you've been in the situation before, dealing with a bear right in front of you is concerning. So anxiety is applicable there. You know, it, it's the symptom. The symptom is telling you there is a real danger. However, I think that a lot of us struggle with the second thing that I was describing, which is there is this nebulous claw, invisible, and it, it's, it's all around and it kind of squeezes us just a little bit or a lot, depending on the severity of the anxiety. And you just don't feel good in your own skin and you're, you're thinking that that bear is in front of you, but is it? Or is it not? Um, it's this constant worry and this perceived um, danger, this perceived um, roadblock, something that could go very wrong 
potentially, we don't know. Um, but you can't let go of that thought. The memory of something is coming back of maybe something that happened in the past. And this memory is repeating itself in your head over and over again. Or you're thinking about a, a future event that hasn't even happened yet. And same thing, right? The, the thoughts in your mind are going over that same thought again and again and again. And it's probably not a happy thought, not a positive thought. So it just, you know, continues on and really robs you of your ability to be present in the moment. It robs you of maybe something fun is happening right now, but you have these thoughts that you can't let go of, of the past or of the future, something potentially that could happen that is not good for me in the moment. So now that we understand the problem a little bit, let's talk about solutions here. Um, I'd love to talk about how to fix these things because, um, you know, talking about the problem is helpful in the sense that we need to define it, right? So like we need to name the problem, we need to define it and understand it. So if what I've described so far sounds like something that you're experiencing, and you know, I mean, I could talk for hours about this and, and the different ways in which we all feel anxiety. It's very, very, very common. So if I'm not describing quite exactly what you're feeling, you know, keep listening and maybe some of the solutions will resonate for you, even though I didn't describe the problem exactly like you're feeling it. Your, the words that you would be using would be different than the ones that I'm using. So the first thing we already talked about how to, how to solve this is we have to name it and we have to define it. Once we realize that we have this problem named anxiety, the second thing that would be helpful to do and I encourage you to do is to pause. So this can be challenging to do because if you have these thoughts that are going through your mind and you're just, you know, um, they're nonstop, you can't help it, they're just automatic, um, it could be difficult to, to pause, but here is how we can make it easier, right? So one thing that you can do uh, to make it easier is... Uh, to breathe. And if safe for you, then breathe with your eyes closed. So not only are we breathing, but we're closing our eyes. And we don't have to close them for a long time, just for a second, just for one or two seconds, right? So see if that is helpful to close your eyes and breathe. Now, for some people that if, you know, some people that might not be helpful might actually make it worse. Um, but what you we're doing here is we're closing down a few of the sensory pathways um, through which this anxiety manifests. So we're saying anxiety, you can now I'm giving you two fewer options through which you can operate. So I'm not I'm I'm closing my eyes, so I'm not giving myself the chance to look around and find something anxious in my environment. And two, I'm focusing on my breathing, which means I'm back in the present moment and I'm not traveling through time, either in the past or in the future. 
So pausing through either breathing or closing our eyes or both can be very soothing in the short term. And it's something that obviously if you're not driving or operating machinery or if, you know, if it's safe for you, please try those two ways and let me know what you think. Um, another exercise that I really like is to lay down and again, close your eyes. Um, but there's something really comforting about your body feeling something that is, you know, that's um, surrounding it almost, right? Because if you're laying down, uh, it could be that you're laying down on the carpet. It could be that, that you're laying down on your couch. It could be that you're laying down on a wood floor or on a tile floor or on your bed or on grass outside or on sand or on dirt. I mean, you could be laying down anywhere and at least you know, um, not being mathematically precise here, but but half of your body is actually being hugged by the surface that you are laying down on. So that sensory per- perception helps us, again, from the time travel to the past into the future, and it helps us be in the moment and is, again, very soothing. Um Another thing that I like to to suggest, a third thing that I like to suggest is listening to some sort of music. So this is, again, very, very personal. I find it very soothing to put in my AirPods or my uh, headphones of any kind. And um, this can be done while doing another activity. So, for example, you might be walking and you're listening to music. um, And it could be anything from fast-paced music to classical to very soothing nature sounds almost anything so again we're, we're playing with our senses we're, we're saying senses you're perceiving this potential nebulous not real bear um, this threat that is potentially out there so uh, why don't we distract ourselves again right like through our hearing sense and soothe ourselves that way and it doesn't have to be long again it can be for seconds or just a minute 60 seconds 30 seconds so these are some of the ways that I suggest um, and recommend you try if you're if you're feeling anxious or nervous or worried or concerned or if you have thoughts in your mind that are ruminating over and over again so let's Let's go over the steps that we talked about. So first we talked about, is it a real threat or not? So if it's a real threat, then you want to do something about it in the moment, right? Like you want to figure out how to get out of that situation, the the quote unquote physical bear, but it could be something that is physically threatening. In that case, definitely take action. If it's not a physical bear, then if it's a mental block, like, um, like something that you're ruminating on or something that's consuming your thoughts in an anxious way. Uh, I propose a few things. One would be to define the problem. So we're defining that it's actually something that is not physically threatening for me at this point. 
and I'm naming it, I'm giving it these words that I just use, worrisome thoughts or concerns or, you know, so on. Uh, then uh, one thing that we can do is we can focus on our breathing and close our eyes, obviously if it's safe. The next thing that we can do is lay down on a surface and the feeling of being of, of your back being hugged by um, for some reason I imagine actually laying on my back I didn't imagine laying on my front but you could lay on your front side if you wanted to um, it produces a very soothing feeling that again gets you back into the present moment and the third thing was listening to some music that is comforting and soothing to you and it can be fast-paced or it can be something slower like classical music so if you found this helpful, uh, please share it with others. And um, I think that next I'm going to uh, do some more meditations around this topic, how to soothe anxi anxiety through meditation. And uh, check out my other episode where I created a meditation for sleep. So if you're having trouble sleeping, check that out. Okay, world, it's been really fun talking to you. And I will talk to you very soon. Sending much love to you. Bye. Hello, world. Speranza here. I wanted to talk about some really sad news uh, today. My dog died very suddenly. She was she was only ill for a couple of days and she just she died in the middle of the night last night and i am kind of all over the map about all the emotions that i'm feeling i'm not even sure honestly why anyone would ever want to listen to something like this um but um i'm i want to i want to record this because maybe on the off chance that someone might be able to relate to um you know to to how i'm feeling um and it would make them feel not so alone so it's like hard because i'm fighting tears back and that was one of the things that i was going to to talk about that I've experienced over the last, gosh, I don't know, 12 hours or however long it's been since 3, 4 a.m. And uh, that has been just emotionally, I've just been all over the map, um, all over the map. Like one moment I'm crying and I miss her so much. And the other, you know, a few minutes later, I am just... I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good. This is good. She's not suffering. She's in a good place. And I am a, you know, generally pretty I would say, you know, um even killed person emotionally. Um I mean, for the most part, like not like this. I mean, I, of course, have challenges like everyone else, but to feel this tremendous range of emotions in such a short time has been has been disorienting, I guess is a good word to use. 
has been disorienting to me because I'm I'm really attempting as always right to find my center and um you know I'm just oscillating so much and in the moments when I don't feel good and I'm on the verge of tears like I just was um it's obviously very painful and very um raw um and the hardest part well there are a few parts that are hard one obviously it's really hard to come to terms with the idea that I'm just never going to see her again she's never going to run up to me she's never going to pull on her leash really hard because she wants to meet another dog or she wants to say hi to this person walking down the street or she just (laughs) who knows saw a squirrel somewhere or saw something and she just wanted to go for it and she never held back she always went you know pulled as hard as she could you know sometimes to the point where I didn't want her to harm herself and I would pick her up and hold her because (laughs) she just was relentless you know in her in her wherever she wanted to go after so um yeah so that's that's really hard dear lord (laughs) um okay and then on the other you know like the other the other part that i have regrets about is that i wish i would have spent even more time with her and i'm not going to get into details here but i made some choices that were where i didn't see her very much over the last year or so and um it was honestly for her best good i think um you know, um, I didn't, I didn't want her to have separation anxiety with me going in and out of her life like that. Um, so, so I really thought that, that I didn't want her suffering every time I, I, you know, left and, and, and left and, and didn't see her for, you know, some time again. So, um, I'm, I did it out of unconditional love for her. It was really hard for me, but I felt at the time that it was the right choice. And now, because I'm just like all over the map emotionally, it's just hard to 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 not feel regret about that choice. So I know that in time, I'm going to come back to my center on that. But right now, it feels really hard. Um, and... Then, you know, when I'm in the opposite side of the spectrum, I feel, I just remember all the moments of joy and all the unconditional love that I felt from her, from her and just how big of a personality she had and how loving she was. I mean, she was just pure, unconditional love. And, um, you know, everyone says that about their dog, that they're the best dog and, and they are unconditionally loving it and and i'm i'm not disputing that one bit i'm just you know it's just hard when the one that you knew for so long and the one that you had a connection with is not here anymore um so yeah it's um 
<laughs> you're probably wondering what kind of happy moments are you even talking about, right? Like, I mean, you know, it just the days are long, and um, I I do go back and forth between between just feeling like okay, I'm over it now. I'm gonna feel happy thinking about her and her her awesome memories that I had with her, and um, and then you know I oscillate to like. I could have done better, you know. Um, so, um, the other part I wanted to talk about is is just how lonely it feels, and it's not like I couldn't call, you know, several people and and talk to them. I just feel. Um, disoriented about that too um i did reach out to a couple of people but mostly i'm just um i'm not i'm not sure how to approach that and i'm not sure i guess i i wouldn't want to burden them because i know when someone recently lost a pet that i that i knew very briefly um when and when that pet died it was so difficult for me even though i knew that pet for so little to reach out to the owner and say anything because i didn't want to become this like terrible mess that i am now right like it was so hard emotionally because i just i feel these things so deeply and i get attached so quickly to these you know pure love animals and i mostly i just don't want to put somebody in a position where like they wouldn't know what to say or what if they lost the pet and here I am calling them or texting them and you know it um it um triggers something in them that makes them sad like I would never want to do that to someone so I'm sitting here like feeling all alone and at the same time like I'm not sure who who really to call and what to say and how they would receive my reaching out especially when i'm like normally so grounded in myself and i need nothing from no one you know like i i mean that's probably not true i just i you know i'm like i'm i'm able to be resourceful and, and emotionally and and i'm able to to you know kind of hold my own it's it it i feel vulnerable in the sense that i don't feel like i could be there for them in case something happened because i'm just such a mess myself right now so I'm just kind of sitting here on my floor not calling anyone so it's it's just felt very alone um and then <laughs> when I when I switch back to like feeling more okay and more grounded in myself I'm like well maybe it's it's good that that I'm feeling um that I'm allowing this time to be mostly by myself uh, because it it's really the only place where we can get these um, I don't know like the, the the place where you get the strength that is like a never-ending well really the, that only source is like within your own self right like no one else can can give you any kind of emotional support unendingly forevermore because 
they can't like you, you know they they can't um it's not it's not fair to ask of others to be there for you constantly when you need them and it's also um it's also disempowering right so all these ideas are floating through my mind to as to what you know what to do and i'm i don't have really a good answer um like i said some some people have have reached out and i've been so grateful like even the people um you know they just like sent like a quick message it's just meant so much um And you realize, um, you realize how sometimes, like, it takes so little to make such a big difference in someone's life, you know, like, um, just, like, you know like the shortest message like i'm so sorry or something like that just means so much to the other person i was not planning on crying the entire time i promise i'm probably gonna delete this because this is all over the map but like i said i i want to do this because maybe other people feel the same way that i feel maybe i'm the only one in the whole universe i don't know um like you know feeling all these emotions of of um of 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 loss and pain and denial and then feeling okay for a moment and then kind of starting all over again uh yeah i'm also gosh i ate so many carbs today <laughs> uh i just i was constantly hungry and i'm just you know tired from not having slept very much the night before and mostly you know i i feel gratefulness so much gratitude um for actually being able to see her before she passed she was obviously not 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 herself she was not doing well she was you could tell she was she was suffering and uh but you know what a gift right that that she hung on hang hung in there enough for me to see her one last time so um anyways i want to end this with just a message of um i i want i want to extend the offer that if you are listening to this and you lost someone a pet a loved one um that i would um i would like to be there for you if um if if you know that's something that could that could help you that could 
um help soothe you that could um you know that would that would um be helpful um just you know to i have no idea what i would do because obviously as you're listening to this i'm kind of a mess but um i want i want to you know put myself out there as that if if you need and want someone to connect with and talk about with this or message with this or whatever you know like um reach out and i'll do my best to not be a total emotional mess when um when we talk um okay sending much love and hope that um all good things happen to all beings bye